everybody, I'm Amy Barron, and this is Upskilled Solutions in the Learning Universe, where I talk with professionals in education and workforce development about practices and perspectives that catalyze positive change. Today, we are here with Carla Small. Carla is the CEO of Early Bird Education, a company focused on addressing literacy challenges among early readers. Early Bird was actually a product of Carla's work at the Digital Health Accelerator at Boston's Children's Hospital, where she managed a team of 80 people to help scale the ideas of doctors, nurses, and researchers into new ventures. Carla also serves on the board of Codman Academy, which is a public charter school in Boston. So we are really excited to welcome Carla Small to the podcast. Welcome, Carla. Thank you, Amy. It's great to be here and, and an honor to join some of your other great guests that you've had. So it's it's been fun to, to watch this, this podcast grow. Thank you for asking me on. Great. We're so, so happy to have you. And you you have a really interesting background, having been in the health space and innovation labs, doing entrepreneurial work, working with you know researchers and educators and a really diverse group of, of stakeholders. So what would be really interesting would be talking a little about Early Bird and how it's catalyzing positive change in the early literacy market. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Very exciting. And as you say, I've worked with researchers and I've worked in healthcare and education. I, I love early bird because it's really um, at the at the juncture of healthcare and education on some level, because the issues that we see children facing around literacy manifest themselves left unattended. Often you see children move on to have social and emotional issues and anxiety and depression. And, and so they really are highly related. Tell us a little bit about Early Bird. How did the product come about? What is it and how did it come about? So Early Bird is a technology platform that identifies whether a child is at risk for reading struggles like dyslexia, even before they learn to read, even before they are formally taught to read. And that's important because if you can catch those children early and intervene early, it's much more effective than waiting until second or third or fourth grade, which is often what happens, sadly. So tell us a little about the research behind it. Yes, really important. This is evidence-based. Dr. Nadine Gabb at Boston Children's Hospital, a neurocognitive researcher, was doing research on children. She does functional MRIs and she can look at the, the brain science of learning and see how children's brains are wired differently. Um, and it was her recognition that children enter school with differently wired brains. And yet we ask them to demonstrate that they have a deficit, which really doesn't make sense. So what she did is she developed a paper pencil screener based on the cutting edge research of, of her work and many other um, researchers in, in, in reading science about which precursors are most predictive of what a child is, is uh, reading profile will be. And she took that and built that into a screener, a paper pencil screener, then used that in a study with 1500 children across New England and showed that when she followed them longitudinally, that tool was in fact able to predict which children would develop dyslexia, what their reading profile was. She then came to the accelerator, which as you mentioned, I was running at the time, and we converted that to a digital tool. And then she validated that with hundreds of children in 42 schools and nine states across the country. 
um, to show that in fact, it is an effective research-based, evidence-based tool that can predict which children will develop um, dyslexia or other reading struggles. Such an important thing to do to catch this early. And, and the best part about it is that it's a game-based tool. So when you're dealing with young learners, engagement is super important. So tell us about how this tool works. Yeah, that's right. It's a tablet-based game. The children play and it to them, it feels like a game. And we have children who love this game. They finish playing and ask to play again. The main character is Pip. They ask to play with Pip again later. Um, and in that time, we're gathering important data about that child's profile, which we then present in a dashboard that the educator can look at. Importantly, because this has always been about not just identifying children, but also figuring out what to do next with that information. So the platform also has on the platform a series of tools and tips, lesson plans and resources called the next steps of what to do. Yeah, that's so important because educators have so many resources at their disposal and just having a tool that assesses and then provides the follow-up. So speaking of educators, what are you hearing from educators about what's on their mind uh, with COVID and all, uh, yeah. particularly around literacy? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's obviously it's a, it's a bit of a crazy time, right? There's a lot, there's a lot going on in schools right now. Uh, administrators are worried about safety protocols and staffing and schedules and spaces that accommodate social distancing. And as we try and figure out what that actually means, but there's at the same time, a real focus on needing to understand the profile of every child and the profile of the classroom as a whole. What, what do we have? And so this is, this is the challenge of overlaying that on top of everything else without asking too much of the teachers because they have so much going on. Um, and, you know, this is against the backdrop of challenges that existed before COVID, which two thirds of our fourth graders are not reading on grade level. And in fact, the data is pretty powerful. 70% of children who were not reading on grade level in first grade continue by eighth grade to still not be reading on grade level. So, so the data coming into COVID was pretty sobering. And now you layer all of these other things. So there's really, and it sort of reminds me of the conversation you were having with Linnell from Edmentum, that there really is a need to pretty rapidly, as these kids enter back into the system, you know, full time, to diagnose and differentiate the, the children. And that's what's, as we talk to schools, that's what's on everyone's mind. You know, how do we do this, but in a way that has a, a, a light footprint on our, on our educators? And what age group does does early bird target? Does it work only with kids who are preliterate before they've learned to read, or does it also work with students who are beginning to read and evidencing difficulties in that process? Absolutely, it works with. It's meant to be a universal screener. It you know it it adheres to so so the vast majority of states now have passed. Uh, legislation that requires dyslexia screening in kindergarten and in some cases older grades as well. And this is uh, aligned with that. So it's a universal screener that can be used for dyslexia assessment, dyslexia screener. But it's also the nice thing about it is it's blended also with a much more comprehensive assessment. So it also gives you data on MTSS, RTI data. Um, and so it's meant to be used with all children. 
So research to practice, we hear a lot about that. What does that mean for your team? Yeah, you know, evidence-based, scientifically validated, incredibly important to us. That's the origin story for early bird. It was um, not only Boston Children's Hospital, but Dr. Jakob Pescher from the Florida Center for Reading Research is a partner in developing this product. Um, and he's been instrumental in develop developing the risk algorithm. So the product itself is based in science, but even uh, the work that we're doing now. So we work very closely with our scientific advisors to make sure that as we're making changes to the product, as we're adding different assessments, we're making sure that it is evidence-based. So this is all based in science, but then in terms of the, and, and even it's interesting, I talked about our next steps resources, that is also evidence-based. So what we did is Dr. Gobb's lab took all the evidence-based resources that are being used out there and made sure they were evidence-based. Then we had a, an, a group of advisors review them to sort of curate that list further. Then we had practitioners review it to bring it down to what's really useful in the classroom. So we have a highly curated list of and um, videos, resources, tips, and tools for the teachers. That's sort of the philosophy that we have. So much like we did with the tablet game for children, where we said, how can we make this quick, but evidence-based and delightful for the user. We're doing the same thing on the dashboard and educator side. We're saying, how do we make this quick, but evidence-based and give them the information they need in a way that is pleasant for them. And, you know, unfortunately teachers, many of the tools they have to use aren't actually designed uh, to be pleasant right. to you. So we're really trying to, to change that. Yeah, and, and your tool is very pleasant to use. I have seen it and it, it looks great. Um, so tell us about some of the results you've seen. Do you have any data on kind of numbers of, of kids that this has helped? Yeah, it's it's exciting that, that we're seeing this in use with our, um, so this year we were doing pilots with schools and uh, we've had um, many, many children use the tool already. And uh, I would say the most impactful thing we're seeing right now are a couple of things. One, it's easy to administer. We had one teacher train on a Tuesday afternoon and by the end of the next day, she had assessed everyone in the classroom, which when you think about the comprehensiveness of what we're doing, we've got 12 different subtests in there. And what people say to us is they love the fact that they don't have to grab three different tools to get all that data, including rapid automatized naming and your oral language skills, which are in there as well. It's all in one place, but it can be done quickly. And that's really powerful to them. The other thing is that it's we're really helping them bring data to action. So uh, built into the offering, we're doing webinars where we actually look at their actual data after they've done the assessment and we consult to them. Was that a student need or a curricular need? What do you need to be doing in the classroom or the school differently? And we're having some really powerful conversations. We're seeing schools and districts really think about their whole philosophy of how they're teaching literacy. And that's what we're excited about. This is really about you know, supporting the children to give them what they need to become good readers. So often we find that, that there is data up the wazoo and you don't even know what to do with it all, but it sounds right. like it's a very targeted 
approach where the data you get is very easily applied to a solution. And that is so important. Absolutely. And it's interesting because um, because we give great details. So we don't just say, oh, the child needs foundational skills or they're weak in phonological awareness. We actually have five different subtests in phonological awareness and show you the results within that. So the teachers and the, the reading specialists and the administrators are telling us this is so efficient because we now know with each child and then across the classroom overall, not only you know where the weaknesses are, but what to do about it. So now we know, oh, okay, this group of children, we now need to work on blending. They don't understand blending or they're not doing well on blending. And that's really powerful, but also cost-effective. So great. So what are some just final thoughts about early bird before you go? Yeah, thanks, Amy. Uh, well, you know, I think it's, it's interesting. Uh, Dr. Gobb's work is so well respected and many people were sort of keeping an eye on this project while it was in development. It was called Bells at the time. Um, And, you know, I just want to say it's available. So we have uh, built this out. We're ready to scale this and we're we're talking to schools for use in the fall. And we'd love to, you know, hear more from anyone who's interested. We have a website, earlybirdeducation.com, and we'd welcome your, your inquiries. Fantastic. Well, thank you so much for being here, Carla. This has been a really fascinating conversation and I hope you have great success with the tool. I think you will. And we're happy to have had the conversation. Great. Thank you, Amy. It was my pleasure. And thank you all for listening to Upskilled. This episode has been brought to you by Convergent Learning, specializing in education technology product consulting and market strategy. You can follow me on LinkedIn or on Twitter at AmyBaron1. That's A-M-Y-B-A-R-O-N-1. And we'll see you next time on Upskilled.